This is Frameform. Hello and welcome to the second part of Frameform at ADF Movies by Movers. We were so honored to receive an invitation from Artistic Director Jennifer Scully Thurston to moderate Q&As following the shorts programs at a weekend of the summer-long dance film institution, Movies by Movers, at American Dance Festival in Durham, North Carolina, in July of 2023. The second panel was moderated by myself, Hannah, and Scully, and featured attending filmmakers of the Saturday, July 5th programs at Movies by Movers. The artists featured in the panel were Courtney Holbrooks, director of the film Isolate, Henry Isaiah Graham, director and performer of the film Air, Chloe Eileen, director and performer of The Wardrobe, Jake Crody, John Rodriguez, and Xavier Townsend, co-directors and performer, respectively, of Walls Come Down, and Maggie Bailey, director of the feature-length screen dance documentary, Moving Together. Links to all films, film trailers, or film pages are linked in the show notes. Enjoy. I want to start from the top with Courtney, your film Isolate. Um, I've had the Beach Boys song stuck in my head for the past week. I did watch it earlier. Um, I'm curious what inspiration came to you. I, as I said, Beach Boys, anything related to Brian Wilson, his story. I'm seeing elements of like sound being outside, being an outsider amongst a group of people. They're all dressed the same. I'm curious where this all came about. Thank you. Um, so I usually make work about feelings or things that I don't really like understand yet or things that like come up in therapy, you know. Um, <laughs> and I remember my therapist was like, there's a difference between feeling lonely and being alone. And so I was like, okay, that's interesting. And so then I just kind of, that was the starting point, I guess. So I'm, I like wanted to make something about these feelings but I didn't want it to be you know a, a downer I'm not that type of person I'm like definitely want to make more like comedic work almost I think this was kind of my like transition into that sort of stuff um and I found the Beach Boys song and I thought it was really funny how it's so upbeat and it's uh the lyrics are like sometimes I feel very sad over and over and you know it's very true so uh that was what I used mostly just because of that it was talking about things that I was feeling but you know it was more upbeat I want to pass this on to another to keep going on the conversation of isolation feeling a certain way uh walls come down also a film featuring a soul well this one is a soloist but kind of like gives you a similar kind of vibe here and I'm curious about like what drew you to this place to find those inner feelings inside and really showcase them in a larger way. Um, so the story behind this film is actually kind of funny. We, um, we were driving into the Poconos in Pennsylvania to actually shoot a scene for another film that we've been working on. Um, we were going to slot Xavier into that film. And we got to the location that we were using for that film, which was like an, an abandoned ghost town that we had been shooting in and we got there and all the doors to all the buildings were locked so we couldn't shoot there so we had driven like two hours 
to shoot this thing and we just couldn't do it. And then we went to another location and we tried to walk into the woods just to shoot something. And then, <laughs> and then uh, we saw um, like a, a bear warning sign. They were like, it was like everything was telling us to like drive away and go home. And then uh, we got in the car and we were driving home and then we found this barn and we were like, we have, we have to shoot something. Um, and the themes that we were working with in that other film, this was coming, this was, I think we shot in September, 2021. Yeah. So this is kind of like coming out of the pandemic. Um, but it was, it was all improvised, just directed for Xavier to be um, like tracing his experience through the past few years of his life um, and basically letting things flow through him as we shot it in whatever ways we thought best amplified what he was feeling. Now, maybe you want to speak on that a little bit. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I feel like you nailed um, what it was about. But personally for me, uh, I think one of the best directions was just be honest about how you feel. It was don't, so he kept trying to say, like, don't give me what you think I want. Give me what you went through. I'm going to take that and ask another question or maybe wrap a question up in a in a comment. But I really um, resonated with this film because it felt it felt very, very intimate to me, but epic at the same time. And I think that has a lot to do with the filmmaking of it. But I never left you. Xavier for we, I never left the dancer in the film so now I know it was kind of a let's make this work situation so how when you when you got into that situation how did you did you pre-plan those feelings is that just something I'm taking away from it because I think it was a very skillful improvisation if that's in fact what it was when we got to the barn prior to that like 2020 is the pandemic 2018 I had a house fire so I lost everything and like it kind of looked like that. So it was able to I was able to tap into that and the pandemic. So I think having both those uh, intense emotions helped. And in that fire, I had a fire with my friends. So I had two of my best friends with me working on this film. It was easier to tap into the support of trust and leaning on someone and also being able to pick yourself up. Phoenix out of the ashes. Everything involved in that film it felt like it was like these weird like puzzle pieces of like a, a poem coming together like the 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 visual aspect of the the barn with the wall exploded off of it Xavier um sharing what has been going on inside of him and bringing his walls down to show what was what feelings he had inside of him and then the the cinematography of like this uh this image just kind of growing and him becoming smaller and smaller and the barn itself becoming bigger and bigger. It almost felt like the barn was becoming even more of a, a, a visual metaphor for what Xavier was experiencing. Yeah, I was um, I'm super impressed and, and also just wanted to say that performances across the board were phenomenal. And, you know, I, I'm also just speaking from my experience as well as people I know that um, unless you're in a very, very specialized area, camera performance for dancers is not very common. So there, it always is a process of discovery. And also the drone shots, I felt that the drone filmmaking and just the general moving camera filmmaking was spectacular because when you see, when you think of drones and like their original intent, essentially they were meant for surveillance and almost like depersonalizing whoever's in frame for, I mean, elimination really. But the, the drone work here almost like brought us into the 
the subjects or the dancers even more. It was almost like the further away they got, the more into the internal space that we got as well. Uh, I know that we have some of the performers here. I would like to hear about what your experience with camera performance has been and how do you get comfortable in front of the camera? Like, is there a conversation that you have with a DP or is there a technique that you have to, to go to in order to get to comfortable places? Or conversely, for any directors, is there any way that you direct the performers to get them comfortable? So this is an interesting question. And typically, I'm the director. So I, um, I teach dance and I direct a company. Um, but my piece was made during the pandemic. And it was like the mo a month into lockdown. So um, I had been working with my company on a piece um, that had been grant funded that we had to put on pause totally. And um, we had worked with um, filmmakers in the past, but I have always been interested in filmmaking. Like I always think if I could go back in time, I would have studied film. So I actually use this as a way to teach myself how to edit and how to film and do everything on my own. Um, and so my response to this question is like, I don't really know because this was kind of me experimenting with how to use the camera. I think usually because I'm the one behind the scenes, I'm telling the dancers what to do and I'm seeing like what the filmmaker is catching and um, I'm giving encouragement. So this seemed kind of raw and vulnerable. Um, so I didn't really do much, but I think afterward all the footage, like I just looked and picked like the interesting what I thought was interesting as a dance maker but now like teaching myself film I totally agree with you on you know the organic nature of how it comes together and then I'm so big on and it probably comes from uh, being younger and my mom being like go in your room and entertain yourself because <laughs> I'd be like tap dancing in front of her I think the imagination is so pungent to an artist because I know for me it could start with music or like the wind on my cheek or you know driving down the car and seeing a snowflake melt on the windshield or something organic like that the idea of that becoming bigger and then becoming a costume and then becoming movement and then seeing that and then getting in the studio and letting me live the dream I had and then recording that dream, I think, is such an important gift because it goes through the camera and out to whoever sees it. All the people in the dark. You know, <laughs> but it's it's one of those things that you think it here, you feel it here, it happens here, and the people see it out there. I think it's one of the most amazing things in cinematic art that we have. And that's what kind of inspires me. I'd like to tag on to that as well. I truly believe, um, as a dance lifer myself, that it's not that the world doesn't like dance. They just don't know dance. And I really believe that dance film is the disruptive technology that's going to break into the general population and get them to see, uh, see dance for the first time. And on that note, there are things that we can do with film that we just can't do on stage, and I think Air is a perfect example, you know, using that retro footage. I love a good retro footage shot, let me tell you. I haven't used it yet because I don't, I don't want to mess it up for myself. But, but using that element, what 
what did that retro footage, what did that technology for you do um, to your work that made it different from a live, like a live performance, a performance? Brilliant question. <laughs> um, where we go. So this started off during the pandemic. And so with the masks and I mean, there were days that I would walk to the studio and it would be no one outside and I would just be like, it, twilight zone, like complete twilight zone. But I loved it because it was like so unique to my everyday life. And so going in the studio and thinking and feeling this breath is so important at that time, even more important now. But at that time, breath was so important because it was being held from us. And so I wanted to create that feeling of breath, but taking it backwards to when it first started before the pandemic. And so you've got you know, the turns going backwards and the kicks going backwards and the arabesque going backwards and the looks going backwards. And then suddenly it's like you took that deep breath and then it stopped before that first breath of, oh God, what's going to happen to us? You know, that's kind of what brought me to that. How about you guys? Anyone? <laughs> I don't know about that question, but I will, I started filming in 2018 and um, we did, uh, we filmed over the pandemic. Um, we paused because of the pandemic and I um, I really did not want masks in the film because I felt that this relationship with music and dance is timeless and um, the mat even though it feels like masks are becoming just a regular thing in our lives um, I didn't want to like timestamp the the film in that way um, but I mean I'm so grateful that we did pause and have this um, kind of like lingering time for the project because it pushed our last, um, in August 2021, we filmed Michelle's class that closes the film and we filmed on the Katrina anniversary and I never planned that. Like that wasn't anything, um, it was just coincidence and how it was panning out. And that class was so powerful and that class was yeah, I couldn't, I could have done all the producing in the world and not had it come out the way that it did. And that day after class, when everyone was leaving, we were wrapping out the storm, like the sky like opened up and it started pouring. And it was just like such this, it was such a surreal experience. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful that uh, this project spans so much time to have that moment and it to be the last thing and to be like, oh, I'm done. This is my thesis film for my, my MFA. And for that to be a moment, too, was like really, really very exciting. So I'm glad we paused for the pandemic for a little while. <laughs> and I want to just uh, reintroduce you. This is Maggie. She did the last documentary. And I have to say, Maggie, as the as the curator for this event, you were the first film that came to me this year. This is my first year doing Movies by Movers here with ADF. And and you brought this this beautiful long film to me right off the bat, and you really changed how we thought about curating this um, event because it I definitely felt like it had so much value, and it was such a love story to to the partnership between dancers and musicians. I know somebody else here has married their co uh, composer. That's me as well. I I highly recommend marrying your composer. Um, and it was just, it was just, and there was some beautiful filmmaking in it. I, I, when I was watching your film, I, I'm a huge fan of the the Chef's Table. Does anybody else watch cooking shows? It's like this artful vision of food shows, and that's how I felt. How you presented dance and music today. So, yeah. So I would like to um, hear more about just 
those pairings, you know, and, and they were very different pairings. So you kind of gave us the whole gamut. Um, and there was some beautiful filmmaking in there. There was a moment where you had um, the flamenco teacher dancing to the New Orleans uh, trumpet, and it worked so well. And it, I've watched it a few times, and it hit me just today that that was a beautiful superimposition of the two different different worlds. So just talk more about those pairings. Yeah, one, I want to say thank you so much for having Moving Together here. I met Michael and Jesse for the first time in 2012 when I was at ADF. So 11 years later, if you would have told me 11 years from now, I'd have a feature film like I wasn't even filmmaking at the time. So this feels very full circle and surreal for me to um, screen here. And um, yeah, I think my transition from dancing into filmmaking, um, I think my filmmaking informed from dancing. Um, I like to like prep, 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 but then just be ready for to you know improv essentially, but you're working with a, f a filmmaking team rather than having a like a contact score or something. All of these, uh, all of these shoots that I did with these people, um, we sort of approached it that way. Like I didn't have, I didn't know their choreography beforehand. I knew how I wanted to film. Like I want to be close. I want to be intimate. That's what I've always enjoyed in dance and being in rehearsal and being in the studio space and like wanting to be like in, like close. I want to get in in it with everybody. And so I knew that. And then. Yeah, my DP and the dancers and I would just really work it out when we got there. And, and like trial and error, I used a Steadicam operator, the same Steadicam operator um, throughout the project too. And all the DP camera, camera people that I worked with really like learned to dance over the course of um, this project. And yeah, by the end, we had like just like a really lubricated, you know, system team on how we were gonna film dance. Um, but yeah, Michael and Jesse have always stuck with me. I've collaborated with Michael several times since I was here. And yeah, I just feel that like no big deal. Nothing's a big deal. Like we just need to be making stuff and doing stuff. And that's always really sat with me. And um, I took Michelle's class here, but I didn't formally meet her. And I was never planning to work with her because I thought she would tell me no. Um, but I talked to Atiba, the drummer. We had talked for a little while, but couldn't make it work. And then... Um, Charles Anderson was on my committee and he was like, just ask Michelle. He was like, just reach out to Michelle. And so I pursued Michelle. Michelle said yes. And, um, she's in Dallas and I'm in Austin. So that worked. It was e an easy way for us to work together, both being in Texas and, um, the flamenco couple. I used to predominantly be a modern dancer, but now I'm mostly a salsa dancer for fun, dancing for fun. And, um... I know the guitarist, he plays with a ton of Latin bands. And so I had a relationship with all these people and it felt felt like pieces of um, pieces of my life a little bit or my dance experience. And I wanted to show, um, I'm really attracted to filmmaking and vignettes and um, looking at different experiences that have a through line. So the through line being music and dance and why do you collaborate with the people that you collaborate? Why do you keep going back to those people? Um, and so, yeah, I was just really excited about mixing and matching and, like, trying to make these different styles really, like, move together. And um, I love this was very much a, a celebration of dance, my, like, love letter to music and dance. And I think as dancers, we know that there's this, like, moment in a class when there's all of the bodies and there's a musician that's killing it and the dance is amazing and there's this just like out of body feeling that is like so tangible that if someone doesn't know or they haven't been there like you can't 
then you just don't know. And like I wanted to like try to like capture some of that. I think it's such a brilliant example of a you know show not tell of a, in a documentary as well. Like you're really really is us- utilizing like the kinesthetic space and the movement of the camera to really draw the audience in and that's something just so so special. We were talking before um, these screenings about uh, about and we know the answer to some of these films, but we were wondering if any of these films were stage had other iterations were they um, you know site specific pieces were they stage pieces that were translated and what how does it feel to have and and you can probably talk to this about your live work and your screen work how does how does the work feel different in the different iterations um, well John and I have a, a dance film production company so we're constantly doing dance films that are solely like our original work is solely living on a screen where we don't do stage adaptations. We do work with a lot of people um, adapting stage work to film. And there, there is always this, this really like kind of beautiful transformation that happens when you do that. When you see a work on stage, you're never getting close enough to see like the under area of somebody's eye like twitches when something happens to them, you know? Um, so I originally choreographed this for... Um... I just graduated from UNCSA, and it was for our senior choreography show. And, you know, I wanted to focus on Kayla, the lead soloist, and Kayla was going to be, like, the outsider, and that was just a fun little choreographic practice for me to practice her being connected with this group, but, like, obviously, like, different, like an outsider. So when it was on this stage, I was like this is good, but it just wasn't feeling right. And so then once I started putting it on film, I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been needing because it's just so much more intimate. You can see like the little emotions in her face and she really brought it out. She kept talking about how she's not an actor, but like she really brought it out and um, it just felt so much more intimate and yeah, it just felt way more complete on film and that was a nice discovery, so. I think to what you're what you're both saying, I think there's something about um, a proscenium in person. There's bodies moving through the space. There's something about that arrangement that feels so two dimensional. But then bringing a camera into the space, and even though that is that exhibition is still going to be very two dimensional, there's something about bringing the camera that brings this like whole new dimensionality to a body and how you're experiencing that body and how you're looking at it in space and. There's something that just feels so, I feel so much more activated as an audience member getting to watch dance on camera. And I think it can't, like, my interest in dance on camera came from being like, oh, I can't watch anything else in a theater, like studying dance and being like, I'm, I want to see something site specific or I want to, like, yeah, I just want to get close. I want to be close to all these bodies that it's like I want to see the POV that I get to see when I'm dancing through everybody. And I think the camera does that, well, allows us to do that. Yeah, I guess going off of what you said about the proscenium versus like site specific. Um, so I'm from South Bend, Indiana, and it's a smaller city. Um, it's an old industrial city, so it's where Studebaker car factory was, and then the population like rapidly declined, and now um, there's a pretty like decent art scene building. But I think. Um, the company I work with, we really lean into the industry, like the old industrial 
um, sense of the city. And so a lot of the work that we make is either site specific or in old um, warehouses and we don't usually perform on a stage. So we do a lot of work where the audience is very close and or like in the round. And I think over over time we had a lot of audience members express that it was really cool to see your muscles be able to move. It was like cool to see you sweat. And I think um, that environment of the audience being very close and seeing those like small movements and things that they don't or might not see from far away um, really lends itself to the camera as well. So I think through working over time in spaces like that helped me be able to envision like how this would look or work with film. Um, yeah, so that resonates. Well, thank you filmmakers. Um, please keep making work because you guys are killing it so far. And it's just so nice to see the marrying of two things that we all absolutely love come to life and make visions and dreams come true. So thank you all for sharing your story today. And yeah, just keep on going. Dance Cinema's 2023 program is now live online. Check the link in the show notes to browse our festival archives and new selections for this season. Our 10-year anthology will be released soon, too. This is a PDF guide to all of the dance films we have screened to date, plus collaborations and projects such as those with Standard Vision and Frameform Podcast. Get yours by becoming a Dance Cinema site member or a Frameform Patreon subscriber. This is Frameform, hosted by Hannah Weber, Jen Ray, and Claire Schweitzer. Episode edited by the Frameform team, with social media support from Maddie Leitner and music by Mason Carlton. Thanks for listening.